All right, everybody, welcome to episode two of the Mr. Agreeable podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, and uh, my good friend Luis here to join us today. I don't know what the fucking shit he's doing. I think he's playing, playing the drums or something. <laughs> Right, I'm done making being noisy. I was, the, the 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 chair that I was sitting on is the loudest goddamn chair in the entire planet, so I switched it out. But it should be. Should Are be you good. sure? Because that was really enjoyable. I mean, I feel like we need some beats to go to go with the start. Quit being so agreeable. Uh, okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Luis, um, what he is professionally, um, I don't know if that's all that important to me, but. Uh, he is a nurse practitioner specializing in some fucking kidneys or something. But uh, I'm going to turn it over to you so you can introduce yourself and uh, just who you are, who you are to me, uh, you know, what you're most interested in, what you do. Uh, I don't know what you know the most about, which clearly isn't anything much since you're friends with me. But uh, yeah, <laughs> what you got to say for yourself. <clears throat> Well, my name is Luis Polo. I am 38-year-old uh, husband, father of three, um, nurse practitioner, like you said. I uh, specialize in nephrology. I'm a family practice nurse practitioner by 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 you know degree and by um, certification, essentially. But I am currently in the field of nephrology and hypertension, so I with people who have kidney disease of all sort and um, also high blood pressure that's difficult to control like primary care docs try to control it but when they can't they send them over to me and my team to, to deal with it but <clears throat> that's what I do for a living uh, let's see I met you uh, through jiu-jitsu through uh, our uh, our school here in Savannah Georgia Gracie jiu-jitsu Savannah um, which is uh which our instructor James Finizio um, started here in, in this city, <clears throat> and uh, and you came through one day, and we met, and we kicked it off, and uh, our I think you know our families had a lot in common, um, you know, just as far as like our season of life, and um, probably also both the the husbands of the families are assholes like to argue a lot so that's another thing we had in common and, I, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about yeah i mean we hit it off pretty good <clears throat> yeah well they do yeah that's true that's true i guess we have to ask the wives for that yeah uh, but yeah, yeah. Man, that's about it yeah i'm not <clears throat> sure that you painted that accurately there as far as how we met because i feel like you bullied me into hanging out um probably with a scarf hold oh, or something yeah. <laughs> but Dude, get better scarfold escapes. It's not my fault. It isn't your fault, but it sort of is. But yeah, I'm also I mean, glad it that it is you... not my fault that I weigh you by eighty pounds. In a in a sort of a kind of food related way, it is because you could you could probably <laughs> outweigh me only by sixty pounds. So so yeah, um, I didn't I didn't really have uh, anything. Um, super in mind to talk about um, as far as uh, like jumping right into it. But I guess uh, mm -hmm. you, you kind of mentioned a number of things there. And uh, I would assume that since you mentioned the family first, that that, that is your, your number one passion, or at least that's a, 
that's what I've witnessed you have a passion about over all the things that we've talked about. It seems like like that's your thing the most. Um, what say you to that? Yeah, I appreciate that. That's that's definitely true. Um, it is the family is the reason I do everything. Right? So <clears throat> even when it comes to like jujitsu, you know, I, I worked really hard to get my wife, Sarah, involved. And after like a year and a half of nagging her constantly and her telling me that she wants nothing to do with it and that's just not the kind of thing she would enjoy, she said, I will do one class if it gets you to shut up and leave me alone about it. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And she did one class and then she was like, I think I'm going to do two classes and then she never stopped. Yep. And I have to vouch. Now she's better at it than I am. Yeah. I have to vouch for her. She's definitely better than you. For sure. <laughs> for sure. She's, she's more enjoyable to yeah. roll with too, since she doesn't just try to murder me. <laughs> but Oh, she's trying to murder you, brother. Let me tell you. He, she is. Well, she does. She does it in a nice arms way. around my neck. <clears throat> yeah. 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 She does it more stealthily, 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 if that's a word, I guess. Yeah, for sure. In a more stealth-like manner. Yep, yep. And uh, your children are also similarly aged to mine, um, which worked out yeah. really well as far as hanging out. Um, but the one that wasn't similar aged to uh, one of mine at the time was little JoJo who happens to be oh, yeah. one of my favorite human beings on all of the earth. Um, <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, yeah, that's good. She, uh, She's a spark of joy, and anybody that gets to meet that little kid is an idiot if they miss out on that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, she's pretty great. She's, uh, you know, she's starting to say some words. Like, anytime she's doing something really assholey, she and I'm like, and either me or Sarah, like, show up, she will literally tell like, like get so, <laughs> that's uh, awesome that's a good that's a good Jordan as if we were there. her pet <laughs> get, get. G-I-T man get that's awesome that's awesome yeah I def- yeah. definitely miss we should her. FaceTime soon so she can see yeah it. for sure I don't, I don't <clears> want to <throat> miss my ugly face forget it oh no no we we I'm thinking about getting tattooed on my left, on my right arm. So as you oh, can that's see a it. great idea, man. That's that's one of your pretty much only good ideas I've ever heard. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, it's basically just a slightly ug- like I would just like a slightly uglier sloth from Goonies. Yeah, I mean that's it's really should be shouldn't be hard. Hey, <clears> you know, shouldn't be a hard if, tattoo for if a that's uh, how you depict it. That's uh, hey, that's a compliment. Um. Oh, yeah. All right. So as far as your work goes, I, I don't even think I've ever really inquired into it that much, except for sort of probably arguing with you about some random shit and hearing a few things. Um, but yeah, what is it? What is it you do when you're when you're working? I mean, obviously, you're looking after the kidneys, but what are like uh, what, what is it you do specifically? And is that is that what you're trying to do for forever? Yeah, good question, man. Um, so specifically what my kind of billet looks like as a nephrology nurse practitioner is because it's a specialty, <clears throat> um, it's, you know, ideally how, how it happens with a person. Well, ideally they're healthy and nothing happens, but in, in the world we live in, a person who might 
develop um, decreased renal function, so decreased function in their kidneys. Uh, you know, at a certain level, that could be dealt with by the by your primary care doc with some minimal, you know, actions starting with diet, or you know, it depends on the cause, to be honest. But um, at some point, it just becomes a little too out of the scope of practice for a primary care practitioner, or primary care doc, or, or an NP, um, or PA, or something like that to uh, to deal with. And so they send them, they they consult us, they they defer the patient to us. <clears throat> Send them to us, and we then try to figure out how to better deal with their kidney disease, essentially, or um, you know, decrease the kidney function. Um, and we also do the same thing for for high blood pressure, which is called you know, which is what hypertension is. So a lot of times, people go in the doctor, their blood, their doc teaches their blood pressure with some blood typical kind of common blood pressure medicines. And if it just doesn't isn't doing the job, they just defer them to us because we uh, are just more we kind of have a more fine tuned understanding of the of the complexities of dealing with hypertension. But yeah, so there's a lot of things that cause renal disease, and you know it can be something as simple as high blood pressure. High blood pressure really does a number on your kidneys. Also, diabetes. Diabetes destroys your kidneys more than anything. So those are two. Those are the two most common causes of kidney disease and the most common reasons people end up in dialysis, um, which is basically your kidneys stop working so much so that your blood isn't getting cleaned. So we have to put on a machine to clean your blood for you. Generally speaking, three days of three days of the week for about four hours, unless you're doing it at home, which is then every day for a couple hours. But um, <clears throat> and um but yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot of different levels of kidney disease, kidney disease one through kidney disease five into end-stage renal disease, which is when you end up going on dialysis. But uh, And there are other things that cause it, you know, not just diabetes, hypertension, but also some autoimmune diseases can cause it. Um, dehydration can cause acute, acute kidney injury. Um, <clears throat> there are, you know, there's, there's uh, really quite a uh, high amount of, of other things that can cause it, but can, can jujitsu cause it? I, can you cause kidney disease? <laughs> can, so let's see here. Can jujitsu cause the kidney disease? That's what I'm wondering. Is there a scenario um, of any kind? Too much jujitsu? Yeah. <clears throat> too much jujitsu without enough rehydration Dang. can definitely cause an acute kidney injury. Um, potentially even something like rhabdomyolysis, which is a, such a such a hardcore breakdown of the muscle that the uh, the the pH drops, the acidity in your body uh, drops. I mean, goes up and you become uh, acidotic and really just can really hurt your kidneys as well. But uh, I've never seen that in jujitsu, to be honest. If, well, I was really just asking because I was wondering if there would ever be a situation where you would be useful on the mats. So that's why I was asking. Well, you know, I'm I'm not just trained with kidneys. My, like I said, my <laughs> primary certifications is a, is a family practice. So I uh, I deal with from what, what they say from the tomb from the womb to the tomb, right? So um, everything from from pediatrics to to geriatrics. Yeah. I was just having a dig at your jujitsu game there. I hope you got that. <coughs> no, I didn't get it, dude. You're not. You're not. You're not very funny. Well, that's good. That's good. 
I will not be entertaining for anyone. So, so a good thing that 14 minutes into this that uh, that we found out that I'm useless at it. So it's good. Ah, so far, so far you're doing pretty good, actually. I'm curious to hear that first uh, first episode. Yeah, that one. Who's that? Uh, this was my buddy uh, Andrew from Alabama. He's uh, he is uh, what is he? Well, he's a. I, I named the podcast uh, Andrew the uh, ditch digging philosopher because currently he has a job just digging ditches. But uh, he, Jimmy Cricket. He's the kind of guy that uh, has really talked me around on a lot of a lot of things. So, actually, if you're mad at me mm-hmm. for any of my opinions, you could probably just blame that dude. So, All right, just send me his uh, info. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, send me his info so I can set him straight. Yeah. <laughs> what belt is he? That's really the question that matters. He's just a low, lowly blue belt like we are, sir. Just a low, low yeah, level. Most blue, blue belts belt. are better than me, so. Well, yeah, that's debatable. I've I've seen some I've seen some rough blue belts in my time. But yeah, that's true. I've seen some rough purple belts too. Yeah, true, true. I've even seen some rough black belts, but we'll leave that alone. That's we don't I don't need to name Yeah, people. let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's just mean. But um so uh I've only seen one rough brown belt named Jimmy Green. That's the only rough brown belt well, I've that's seen. That's the kind of rough I that's like. Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. So all right, man. Kick it off, dude. What you got for What me? have I got for you? Well, I mean, I was wondering, uh like with your with your current career, are you are you trying to are you trying to hit that up for a long time? Are you trying to move to something else or I don't know. It doesn't seem like you know, that's, uh... what you got. It doesn't quiet. well, it doesn't seem like that's uh you know, when you talk about it, it sounds like more, I can speak about this technically, but it's not really uh, making me passionate sort of thing. Like, it doesn't seem to me like, yeah. you know, you're you're jumping at the bit to go, go do that every day. I mean, I'm sure you enjoy looking after people, but as far as what you, what you would love to end up be doing, is that your thing? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe all the conversations no, I've mean... had with you have been worthless. <clears throat> Well, that's potentially true, but <laughs> I mean, you know, there, when I stop and, and think about it and, and, and ask myself that question, uh, you know, I don't know. I think part of me really would like to go into a more um, like a functional medicine type direction, maybe not fully um, drinking the Kool-Aid, but. Part you know partially drinking the Kool Aid and there's some more holistic healthcare type stuff. What do you mean, like herbs oh, and energy movement? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not so much of that. Uh, you know, not so much the sorcery stuff, but certainly some, um, you know, some some things that can be helped with a diet or, but yeah, even even some non pharmaceutical options, but but also with a good healthy like mix of pharmaceutical options if, if they are if they're good you know and not all drugs are bad so well, I agree. but um right i mean there are some drugs out there that aren't bad for sure but yeah so you know I th- to answer your question i do often think about trying to make kind of a lateral shift over to that um that space 
right now I'm really content where I'm at because of my quality of life, the amount of time I get to spend with my family and, um, and, uh, you know, not, not stressing about work so much and, you know, that kind of thing, you kind of have to be your own business, you know, your own uh, practice. And I'm, I'm just not there. I'm good at practicing medicine, but I'm not good at practicing business. Mm. So that's a scary thought for me. So that pretty much kind of keeps me grounded. But what would you also part of me just doesn't. Well, that, what would you have to do to get to that point? To, to be a better, to be able to manage a business or yeah. I mean, or point? just to the point where you're like ready to really sort of take that lateral step. Yeah. I would probably have to have a lot of support wife on that and maybe even have her involved because she's much better at that kind of thing. She's a much more organized person who can really do that kind of, um, that kind of thing, the numbers, the Excel, the, the, the you know, she as <clears throat> a marketing coordinator for an architectural engineering firm is kind of more of a, more wired to be able to do that kind of thing. And I'm not, so I would probably have to either have her or, you know, somebody like her that is able to do that, um, to partner up with that is as passionate about it as I am, or as willing to take that risk as I am. So, and that's, that's just, that's a difficult thing to find. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's a good partner to have though. If you got that. Yeah, for sure. I wish I had somebody good like that in my life. Just kidding. Just kidding. I do. I do. Like, yes you do i got it made pretty good is she like there hearing you say that Nah, she's not she's uh, not yeah. she she'll probably listen to this at some point and get a good chuckle out of that though or punch me either mm-hmm. one either one works yeah both probably both actually yeah she'll punch you and then chuckle yeah i'm really looking forward to about a month from now where i can you know grapple with her a little bit after this. Oh yeah, dude! I'm so I'm excited for her on that, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really need some. I, I need somebody I don't have to take it easy on, and uh, I never take it easy on <laughs> on her. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just horrible like that. So yeah, man, it makes her a better person. A better. I don't know if it makes her a better person, but it'll make her better at jujitsu. So makes her a better jujitsu person. Yeah, which is literally <laughs> all that matters. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but also to answer your question, you know, I kind of like you would really would love to just have my own land and my own sustainable situation where I don't have to worry about, um, you know, food being on the table or, or having to go to the store and buy things, but to be able to produce those things for myself and for my family that that would be worth me leaving the medicine field altogether, in my opinion. Is that something? Se- especially, especially if I was able to do it in a way where I could also help others, you know, in and not just be family centered, but also like community centered. Then it would be definitely worth leaving. But yeah, you know, that's is that something that Sarah would be into as well? Have you guys talked about that before? Is that something that Sarah would be into as well? She gonna be like a farmer Sarah wife, Polo? Sarah Polo. You know her. Would you, would you be down to be a farmer wife? Farmer wife? If, I, if we could find <laughs> land and have sustainability on our own and we could just live there and raise our own cattle and grow our own crops, and, and that'd be something you, you would? Um, potentially. 
I mean, you wouldn't have to like grow your leg hair out or like armpit hair. You could you could still be good looking and clean. <laughs> yeah, she said potentially. She said potentially. Potentially, nice. Well, it's a good thing you're not getting old or anything. I'm trying to figure that out. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I am getting older. You're right. right. Actually, I just turned 38 on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that, there's a good little transition because uh, you are somebody I can casually be racist with for a reason. <laughs> um, you are you are from Panama, Casual right? racism. That's right. I am born in Panama. Yeah. Uh, how has that impacted your life, being born in Panama? Not at all. Not at all? No, I'm just playing. Dang, man. Um, you haven't had me make enough racist comments for you to feel somewhat affected? <laughs> yeah, no. Near, nothing that you say affects me, so that's, you throw that out. Um, uh, how's it affecting me? You know, I've been in the United States for, I believe, 30 years. Yep, 30 years as of just like a week ago, actually. Exactly. Nice. 30 year anniversary of being in the United States. I came when I was young, eight years old. So, um, I think the, the most, it, so it's hard for me to say that it's impacted me very negatively because I have a family who I love very much and I can't imagine that the events that have occurred wouldn't have led me here. But ultimately I really miss Panama. I miss the culture. I miss my family, which most of is still there. Not my immediate family, but all my cousins and my aunts and uncles, for the most part, are there. My father, in fact, is still there. Can't really say I miss his dumbass, though. Dang. But other than that, I really miss it. I miss it there a lot. I miss the food. I miss the, 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 the language. I miss the terrain. I miss... Oh, yeah, I miss it a lot. And uh, so that's how it impacts me the most, is how much I... I'm constantly missing it, even even though I haven't been there since I was a child. I was there long enough to really, um, to really feel like that's home still. So, although I do feel like this is home as well, I don't feel like it's as um, healthy of a home as it could be if I was in Panama. Yeah. Would you uh, like? Well, never mind. That was going to be a really dumb one of those questions that I think up and then think through all in the span of half a second. Well, the thing is, though, like, you. <laughs> the thing is, like, I really love being an American. You know what I mean? I, I love it here. I don't take for granted, like, the incredible opportunities that, the, that being in the U.S., being an American citizen has granted me. Um, so it's it's – it's I'm torn because I don't want to leave those things because um, life is really good in the U.S. and life is really good for for my family back in Panama as well. You know they're they're not unhappy people. They're 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 really grateful for what they have as well. They're, they're you know, Panama is not it's not you know it's not Haiti. So you know what I mean? It's not right. you know this horribly corrupt you know um, poverty stricken land. Although it is. You know, it has its its spots where, you know, it's very poverty stricken. Even those people are, for the most part, very self-sustainable. Like as bad as Chicago? No, dude. Not as bad? <laughs> I don't no. think anything's as bad as Chicago. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, is is, Pan- is Panama, di- like, uh, way different now than when you lived there? 
Yes. Yeah. It is, it is indeed very different. Now it's kind of considered the Dubai of, of Central America. Oh. The economy there is, is, is booming. A lot of celebrities move there and retire, buy homes there kind of thing. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it's a much more booming place. But, you know, I, I bet that when it comes to family, not much has changed. Kind of like my people there, my family, I bet you they're pretty much all the same. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm, you know, what I kind of, what I miss the most. I don't really, I could give a shit less about. You've been there lately? Buildings. I haven't been there since 08. Oh, okay. When my grandfather passed away, we went, I went down for this funeral. So that's, I need to go back though. And, and uh, you know, the family, we're talking about going back for sure. And with this Corona thing, you know, it's been a little, obviously put, put in a back burner because things there aren't as, I wouldn't have the freedom to be able to do and visit the family that I want to and be just kind of be able to go anywhere and go out to eat with them and go do whatever I want with them because yeah. there's these rules there that are even like, crazier like right now uh, you know men uh are uh, for, uh, for a while it was men on like every other day men could go out for a couple hours and then every other day women could go out for a couple hours and then they changed it to depending on like the last few digits of your of your uh license number wow this all sounds It'll very be... scientific <laughs> dude it's <laughs> it's bonkers dude i mean you know what though like People people think it is very scientific. That's the problem. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm very sure of that. That's that's uh yeah. That's very common. All you gotta do is say it's scientific and it's backed up by a peer reviewed paper. That's it. It's legit. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's on CNN. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What in the Sam Hill are you doing right now? Just describe to me what are you drinking a bourbon and like doing a a scratching pad of some kind you're winning the lottery what's going on i'm sitting here not doing shit am i being noisy somehow <laughs> it just sounds like you're Time out. sounds like you're scratch padding something hold on let me let me th- tell me if you can hear this yes yes again that's crazy what is it okay it's just me on like my laptop, just scratching it with. But the thing, I'm not on my. I'm I'm on my laptop, but I'm on my Bluetooth headphones. So okay, never mind. I'll throw that down. No, it's cool, man. I'm just hold mi- you. I'm now wearing mittens. I'm now wearing mittens. <laughs> well, you should have been wearing the gloves in the first place. You got your mask on too. Duh. Okay, good. I wouldn't want I have to be two upset. masks on, dude. Okay, nice. And I'm wearing a condom just for shits and giggles, just in case. On your face? I always knew no, you were dude. a dickhead. Oh, well done. Well, well done, sir. <laughs> uh, man. What do you think about this whole corona thing, man? Is it uh, going to end soon? Oh, uh, really? That's what we got to talk about? Let's do it, man. Let's get in it. You know, that's what you want to talk about. It's all you talk about. It's all you dream about. I know. I dream about it for sure. No, I don't think. Well, it depends on what you're asking is going to end. That's the question. Uh, I don't. Okay. I, I, I definitely. What what are you asking about? You think the virus is going to end, or you think, you think the, the nonsense? You think I'm ever going to be able to go to Kroger again without seeing forty to fifty percent of the people wearing masks? Um, do you think I'm ever going to be able to drive to anywhere without seeing 
dumbasses by themselves in their car wearing masks. <laughs> oh man, see those are difficult to uh, to predict because the levels of stupid that people you know <laughs> try to achieve is it's just new every day. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, the levels they try to achieve of stupidity. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think I well, I'm hopeful, you know, like I've got here in my little podcast notes to uh to be positive, like to <laughs> not n- like not because like not because of any other reason than uh it that I find it very easy to find the problems in the world, but oftentimes yeah. I, I leave out the solutions and uh mm. I'm trying to be hopeful that people people might have a I don't know some level of brain cells that just kind of kick on after a while. I don't, but I mean, I guess when you're limiting your CO2, that's that's I guess false hope. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Listen, we don't need a lot of people to have a lot of brain cells because we have brilliant minds like Bill Gates. That's creator true. of Microsoft and um, you know Windows or you know Windows 2000 or you know even better Vista remember that guy yeah yeah none of those things had any problems so you're right you're definitely right I mean, he's a genius Not, you can tell that he's a genius because he's the richest man yeah, that's how you get to be the richest man for sure. Um, let me ask you this. Am I allowed to say that word? Absolutely, because I don't think by the time any uh, actual platforms that would, you know, make my podcast get bigger hear any of this, that I just don't think any of it will pass. So th- there's no chance of this stuff ever getting on a bigger platform at this point. Um, oh, let me ask hopeful. you this. Uh, are you going to want to listen to this back and realize how much fucking noise you've been making? <laughs> dude, hey, listen, you told me just to bring my – I'm pouring myself another drink. Dude. I knew it. I knew it. I can, <laughs> I can hear the ice. I can hear the – I think it's like you go into a room and you have to dance your way in there or something. <laughs> I'm a dancer, man. Okay, I mean, I'm a dancer. I'm from Panama, man. It's in our blood. Listen, I'm not telling you what to do because, like, this is all brand new for me. You know, so you make Look, all. The I'm noise. not making any more noise. I promise you. That's my word. You have my word. <laughs> yeah, but you also said you weren't better than me at guitar, and now you owe me twenty dollars for that, dude. That so. is such a bullshit thing to say, dude. All right, that's one of the things. Next time I have you on here, we're both bringing our guitars. We'll have a little competition, and then all two and a half listeners that we have will vote. All right. Deal. Deal. I guarantee you they'll go with the guy from Panama who has some rhythm over the dude from Scotland who memorized a few bullshit little jingles. Guaranteed. Listen, I've had people tell me that I play guitar like a stroke patient. So. (laughs) Well, I'm about to have a stroke if you don't stop making tons of noise. Babe, am I making a shit ton of noise? No, I don't think so. Maybe your 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 headphones are just too sensitive. All right, let me tell you this. Kind of like you. 
Just way too sensitive. All right. At about minute 30, about minute, let's go minute 29. I want you to just fast forward to that when I send this to you to, to listen to. And, you, you know, you're going to apologize. Definitely going to apologize. <laughs> All right. Which is going to be weird because I don't think I've ever heard you apologize. So. I've heard you apologize once. Yeah, for what? I take it back. I believe you called me fat and immediately regretted it. Oh, dude, I definitely. You didn't. felt bad, and here's the thing: I am a little fat, but here's the thing: the best <laughs> part about it is that you said it; it's true, and you still felt bad about it because you're a little bitch. <laughs> oh, dang, dude! I just, you know, I just wanted. I, I didn't want to. I just didn't want to hurt like my that. buddy's feelings. <laughs> nah, I just. Dude, I don't know why I apologize. Honestly, fat. I just because you're a little why. bitch, dude. You're a little bitch. That you don't might, know how to that... stand your ground. Well, um, I'm going to learn how to stand my ground, but I hope that that doesn't lead me to some awful legal case where I shot the wrong person. <laughs> Better be white, tell you what. Well, um, uh, I got no problems or... there. I, I... Well, so what's, yeah. you know, you tell me, <laughs> since I'm the little bitch, you tell me what's up with the coronavirus. I mean, since you did hide under your bed for a few weeks, tell me what's up with a few, it. <laughs> a few weeks. Dude. All right. So that's, yes, you're right. I, when there was no information, I decided to not listen to Anthony instead and just wait for the information. Uh, just so happens you got lucky as fuck. Yes, when the I information know. came out that you happened to be right by not trusting anyone. Like you, this finally, finally that paid off, and well, and I had to hold on. Say then. that you were correct. Hold on, just a second. Weren't you in the U.S. military? I was in. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yes, I was. I'm a U.S. Marine. What does that have to do with anything? Well, it's just that, like, the amount of bullshit that the media has told just about that one specific issue is enough to not trust anything and then we're, i mean add on all the other let me tell you something after let that. me tell you something tell me i was a marine corps infantryman okay mm-hmm. do you think i had the the intel or even intelligence like like well not definitely intel, not the like intelligence intelligence <laughs> the, it, we I, I stood in a line in a giant <laughs> gymnasium sized room and jumped from 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 uh, you know like line like in line just jumped from kind of station to station getting different types of shots it's shot into my arm without being able to even ask what they were. Dang man! So, I didn't exactly at nineteen years old, uh, you know, have the uh, mental fortitude to sit go. You know what? I'm just not buying this stuff. It's I'm not ta- I'm not necessarily talking about your experience in the military. I'm mostly talking about as it relates to the information that comes to the public as far as the goings on inside the military and outside the military as it <laughs> pertains to what they do in other countries. I feel like perhaps there's been a few little tiny lies that have been told over the years that t- sort of take away the credibility of the news channels that were then telling you 
that there was a, an, a terrible, scary virus that was coming specifically for people from Panama and their wives. <laughs> and that you need yeah, to but look, here's the thing. You're, you're characterizing it as if I was listening to the news and I was listening to um, what's his name? Uh, uh, damn, what's the CIA guy's name in the news? Um, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper and like listening to him and going what Anderson Cooper said is right or like no you, know, you listening were listening to Rachel Maddow and and no what I was you were doing, listening, I was listening to medical to, experts like, exactly yeah exactly um how healthy is America see you you're gonna you're gonna start conflating things you're gonna start uh really mixing the pot here like the I reality know. is that as as some as a nephrology nurse practitioner in Savannah, without the the data, I have only thing I have to go off of are those are those sources. And like, if if I would have say no, I'm not going to listen to these trained professionals who I know are uh, you know I know the level of school they've gone to, I know their expertise in virology. No, I'm not. I'm going to listen to Blue Belt Anthony. Why would you listen to me? Why don't you just think it through yourself and have a look at all of the people that you come in contact with every day? I mean, don't you think some of them have been listening to health experts for a long time and still ended up the way they were? Yeah, that's that's another bad analogy by Mr. Collins, Mr. Agreeable. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Tell me. Here, let, let me ask you. How do you explain the how do you explain the rise in mortality? over the last four months. How do I explain it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a virus. How come there's... How, okay, there's a virus. That's right. Okay. So but, that's that's the thing. If the rise in mortality correlates with this virus, it's pretty simple to jump to the conclusion that this virus played a role in the rise in mortality. Yeah, but um, like I predicted in the beginning, there would be all kinds of deaths of despair, all kinds of deaths involving all kinds of other things due to the reaction. Correct. Yeah, no, we're in same, definitely on the same page there. The reaction, I don't think any, because this has never happened, never been done, it's not so easy to predict, easy to predict the... Do you think that I predicted totality it the way? Do you think I predicted it the way I predicted it because I just don't trust people? Yes. You think that's the sole reason? I think that's the main reason. Yeah, almost. I would say the sole reason. Do you know what I think the reason is that I predicted it the way I did? Because I'm sure you're getting. I'm about to tell you. You're right, dude. That's a Myself, great yeah. by you. Fantastic. <laughs> it's coming. I predicted it the way I predicted it because the medical experts that I started to see come on the television were linked to all of the same – they were the same people, but they were also linked to all of the same people and organizations that I had been learning about for like the last eight years who had – blatantly deceived and misrepresented studies about diet that has led to the extreme lack of health in not just this nation, but across the planet. 
it wasn't necessarily obviously my lack of trust plays into stuff like that but the my extreme confidence in this being bullshit was because i had actually like really spent a lot of time listening to tons of podcasts while doing laundry and changing diapers and you know doing bullshit that i do as a stay-at-home dad it i like i wouldn't have been quite as arrogant about like predicting it being bullshit if i hadn't seen all those same players involved with all the same organizations like it it just stunk to the high heavens to me and that so that's yes, that's mostly I that. why i get that but one thing you have to understand is those <laughs> those same players also have created guidelines in every specialty in medicine including the one i practice that i have seen over and over again be correct so what you have to be able to understand is that even though there are dark forces of evil people pieces of shit in those organizations who are who lie often and have misled people they also do a lot of things correct Okay, but they don't you're do talking... everything incorrectly. So when a new novel virus comes out and they tell you this is what they think, they're the ones I'm going to default to over anyone else who doesn't have any training in that the only reason they don't believe them is because they've seen them fuck them over, over and over again and, and be wrong so many times. Because, yeah, you're right. They have been wrong over and over again and so many times, but they've also been right over and over again so many times. Yeah, they're right. And like, take your profession, for example, would you have as many patients if the uh, dietary guidelines in America were on point? Yes, you would. Yeah, I would. Let me tell you why. People are addicted to the foods they're addicted to. And no matter how many times you tell them to eat correctly, they're not going to give a shit, especially, especially if they're poor. But that then doesn't explain why people are running. I mean, I know you hate my bad analogies, but I don't agree with that because I think people do what they're told to do in a great majority of situations. Like, well, I and, think it's great. You think that, but I know for a fact, that's not true. I have, the, I have the vast majority of my patients are non-compliant, my friend. With medication, non-compliant diet, with exercise, non-compliant. But why? Just exercise, because of diet, their addiction? Because of their no, it's it's a multifactorial situation. It's their economical situation. Their do you think? At, do you think their, at any point in most of these people's lives that they have ever tried diet or tried any of it, or they just ignore it from the jump? I'm sure that there are both. I'm sure there are people who have tried and there are people who have ignored Trinordi from the jump. I would just, the, the reason I'm, I mean, the reason I'm asking this is because like the, the big argument made in the uh, community of health practitioners that I listen to is that uh, people are, they, they try these diets, they try these exercise things and um, basically because they get burned by those not working like they they thought they were going to they they don't comply they eventually sort of really give up trying to comply 
That's that's I mean, the, I mean look, obviously I'm, of I'm course that happens. Was, of course that's true. But I'm telling you right now, as a person who knows right from wrong, I still struggle to be compliant as a person who knows what compliance can lead to. Yeah, so if I bitch. who know <laughs> okay potentially true, but if I who knows what compliance can lead to the, the, the benefit that it can lead to struggle because of how difficult it really is for a lot of people to struggle. How much more so are those who can't afford to go out and buy a rack of ribeyes and instead have to go out and buy a rack of ramen because they got to feed their kids going to struggle dude, with compliance? Dude, liver is super cheap. So are eggs. So is bacon. Yeah, eggs and bacon are cheap, but liver is disgusting. <laughs> so you can put butter on it, which is also not that yep, expensive. Yeah, tried that. Tried that. Listen, just because you're Panama Panamanian, that's how you say it, right? Yeah. I don't even know. Just because your ass can't handle it don't mean everybody else can't. I don't know what's got to do with being Panamanian. First time I tried to live in Panama. Because I don't know. I was, just throwing, I was just trying to throw your race and culture under the bus a little bit here. Okay. Being the white supremacist that I am. A lot of them um, ride the bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I. So ultimately like what I'm trying it, to say is, dude, it, it, yes, I would have a, still a shit ton of patience because of you all think of the, the other dietary, factors. Okay, so, I mean, dude – Fit, like you're saying, like the, the original question was about the virus and if we'll ever see, you know, not 50% of people walking around with masks. Well, why are 50% of people walking around with masks? Because they've been told to. And even what's crazy is that like you're seeing towns and media like where they didn't recommend masks, even at this point, jumping on the mask game. So you know, what's crazy is that I've more... never actually been told to wear a mask outside of my my work, which is different, and I, I think it makes sense for us to wear wear masks at work because of any respiratory uh, illness, especially in 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 my field, which is just saturated with very high risk patients. Outside of that, I've never actually been told to wear a mask to the grocery store, yeah. to anywhere. I, everyone's doing it, but I don't ever recall actually being told i should by anybody in authority yeah well you go to kroger so you go do to you, fresh market do you make do you. you yeah fresh market will make you which i won't go to kroger doesn't make you although i yeah, did get not, like i did get yelled at by a lady in, in the, at the register not the not the yeah. register girl but the lady in front of me buying her shit because i was five feet away from her instead of six Dang man, like she probably just didn't want to see your double chin, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's well oh. hidden by my beard, by your mask, <laughs> by my mask. Uh, I don't wear one. Yeah, well, you should. I mean, I wear a, I wear a mask in as a person like, in, in authority to hide my character, but not like a physical mask. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably a good plan too. As a person uh, in authority, what? I was just going to tell you that you should wear a mask because you fucking suck. Speak, speaking but. of person in authority, you know, mm-hmm. 
how do you feel about this Joe Rogan situation? You know, since you're probably going to be pretty firm competition here soon. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point, <laughs> especially especially with the quality of guests I have on. Um, <laughs> That's loud, dude. That's loud. <laughs> that uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure that Joe Rogan, all he's got to do is say, "Hey, put the mic a little close to your face," and people get that maybe they're making some weird noises and need to shut the fuck up with that. No, I need you to put that about a, I need to put about a fist a fist distance a away fist from, from your face. face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been told often I'm that that I remind people of Brandon Shop, so there's that. Dang, man. So you're like you like to interrupt people for interrupting you? I'm your Brandon Shop, baby. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm that, that's I'm brilliant. that funny, handsome, charismatic just but you're you're missing being. the agree with everything I say part. That's I need you to get on board with that part. Hundred percent. All right, cool, cool. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, t- totally, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, we could be deep in an argument, and you just need to change your mind. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, good. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, the Joe Rogan thing's weird. It really is weird. Uh, I mean, he's a squillionaire now, so I mean, I can't bitch you, I mean, about that. So it's a hundred million dollar deal. How much <laughs> that hundred million dollar thing he's gonna see? Well, did you see? Well, dude, did you see 30? that uh, Spotify their stock went up by like it basically seven billion five 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 yes in two it was five billion in two yeah dude I mean that's what Joe Rogan's actually worth right right so you know he didn't just get a hundred mil. No, he definitely okay. just got a hundred mil. <laughs> nah, Spotify dude, he, just got five bill. Nah, dude, he's got to have some sort of some sort of clause of some kind. He's not that dumb. Well, no I mean, way. it's only probably. It's. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's only going to be like a, a max two year deal. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So uh, the clause, that's, the that's clause the is too much. Let's. Too much what? Too many speculation situations as far as the whole thing goes. Uh, you think he really told Joe Rogan or um, Alex Jones that he was sticking it to Wiki Wiki? Wiki Wiki? No. No. No, I don't. Alex Jones made that up. Well, that's why, like, you, I told you to look that up today, but apparently it got, you, well, you watched the um, Beauty and the Beta thing, right? Some of it? Yeah. Did you watch Mm -hmm. till that part? Yep. And they were saying, yeah, they were saying that, that all the links to that, you know, were taken down. And apparently Rogan called in live to Tim Pool and said that uh, that, that wasn't true. Yeah, but why so. would Alex Jones lie, dude? When has he ever lied? That's a when good has point. he ever that's... fabricated or exaggerated anything? Yeah, that's true. Didn't you used to be a big fan of his? Until he I started did, telling too many truths. <laughs> I was a big fan of him. I mean, I would say I was a fan of Alex Jones up until about uh, maybe like four years ago, four or five years ago when he just, I mean, he was always on the deep end, but like he, he's, he went bonkers and, and, and I couldn't stand his voice anymore. It sounded like he was like, a throat cancer patient and I just couldn't <laughs> hear it anymore. Uh, but there are some things that really like, you know, sparked deep interest years ago. Like, you know, his, 
his his discovery of the Bohemian Grove and his footage of that yeah. that that what how what do you say about that? How can you deny that he has actually uncovered some really dark, funny looking shit that shouldn't be going on that is going on? You yeah, know? I mean, I think you just you just cut him off all the platforms and you just say he's a bad guy. That's what you that's what you say I to mean, him. Turn um, to the frogs, well, gay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to go back to the Corona thing just briefly, mm-hmm. and by briefly I mean for another sixteen hours. <laughs> um, do what? Like, my question is, like, say, right? So you bought you bought the medical experts, right? Well, for whatever reason, like we could argue about that all day because I will not stop arguing with it you about it. But, um, what level of like a death rate from the virus? would be worth us like turning our lives upside down and completely changing everything. Like what would, is there a certain percentage or death rate to where it's like, that's it. Like we've got a no more fucking jujitsu. That's what I'm saying. Like Hmm. no more hugs, Hmm. no more touching sweaty dudes. Like these are things I know are important to you. So I'm trying to, (laughs) to... Uh, like what level what level is worth that what level is it that's worth giving up america um what you got that's a good question man that's a good question and you know i don't know that i have a solid answer to that i i would i'd throw out you know off the top off the off the cuff and off of like just the the top of the chest that i feel like maybe like a three percent that's a lot 3%. that's a lot of people that's a lot of people so three so percent for I communism. Might get for that, yeah, three percent for for some version of communism that that <laughs> looks like what this what the current situation looks like. I wouldn't call it communism, but I certainly would definitely um, trial run a, 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 a dictatorship. Not that all dictatorships are communism, but definitely a, some sort of dictatorship type scenario. You know, a very power hungry government i mean for three percent man that's that's a shit ton of people man i might I, honestly i would I, I, there are probably lots of people who would slap me in the face for, for saying that number that's a high number but what so like uh that people would say that's too much that, that that you would need like a less percentage would be enough yeah i mean what's three percent of the, of the world population let's see what, what seven six point seven billion what is three yeah, percent i mean that's a lot billion Two hundred ten million people. You know what I mean? That's a that's that's a few people. Two hundred ten. That's like leftovers. You ever seen that show? Yeah, yeah. That's like leftover. Two percent. Two percent of the world population disappeared. That's pretty drastic. That is. That is. Um, I'm not sure. Show, I agree. No. What it number? What show. number do you would do? Would you say? Well, I mean. There's at least fifty percent of the world I disagree with, so I don't ah. go that far. <laughs> uh, you know, as long I'm just kind of of the feeling, as long as it's not me and the people I like, you know, right? I'm just that kind of guy. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I just it, to me, to me, I just it's it's hard to say and accept that there would be a percentage that would be. You know, I guess I guess if you could guarantee me that uh, 
that the dictatorships around the world wouldn't lead ultimately to far more deaths than whatever percentage we threw out there. Yeah, like then maybe I could, if you could if you could guarantee that to me, then maybe maybe I'll play that game, I guess. But otherwise, it's honestly, just like, yeah, you're that's a really that's a that's a solid argument. Actually, finally, you made a fucking argument that's worth making. You know. Here's the reality is we don't know. We don't know the number of deaths that will be caused by this yet. And um, and you, yeah, that's a, okay, that's a but... good point. And I'm sure it's going to be high. And you're right. What, you know, if the number, if three, if it's higher than 3%, then my, my, then my number of 3% is, is, is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Do you foresee that happening? I mean, I, I know my answer to that. I feel like I don't just feel like that was my prediction from the jump when we're, snuggling in our beds in Orlando just saying that the, the deaths from everything else I mean not Orlando Jacksonville um you know I I okay, just come you I and I never snuggled it. in beds in... <laughs> we were snuggling by ourselves with our pillows <laughs> in separate beds watching a UFC with no no uh no crowd that that happened I remember it and then you uh, snuggled me too tightly on the Sunday during one of the seminars, and I left with a messed up neck. Oh, dude, and so, so much bitching occurred that day from it, I remember. I'll never forget it. I thought you were going to be mad at me forever. I thought you were going to stop talking well, to me. That's how much You bitch so much, I, th- I thought our friendship was in danger. It is in danger if you don't fucking move on and just stop talking about that right now. <laughs> So anyways, my yes, point is, you're right. It is my, my yeah. point is that I, I just feel like I feel like I was looking past just what the virus was. Like the danger of the virus compared to the danger of dictatorships and overreaching governments. It just to me it couldn't come close to being a comparable thing. And I I I, I couldn't tell you exactly why I thought that other than I don't know, like all of the world's history up till this point but um somebody made a really good point to me today and said everything we're saying like everybody you know you say that until it's somebody really close to you a family member who dies from it then you go oh shit yeah. i should have just done what i was told to do now nah dude that's not a good that's yeah there, there's there's holes in that in that in that uh in that logic because there are people who are dying who did do what they were told to do and they're still getting it and dying but so it doesn't you know it doesn't well, that's just an argument from emotion. Like that's just, that's them just saying that I would be emotional and therefore be unable to look at this reasonably Correct. and rationally and think it through if someone died. And I would agree. Like yeah. if that happened to Leah or my mom, I would struggle more to look at this reasonably and rationally. But Correct. I would also like I feel like I would still I would be doing I, I feel like i would be dishonoring the people who like who have put like put principles in my life and taught me what good principles are if if at the any sign of fear or any sign of emotion that felt like it was going to override my you know ability to reason if i allowed that i feel like i would be doing worse by the person who died especially if it was someone close to me you know just because like I'm, I'm upset. Like yeah. that, that doesn't. I don't know. I get that. I, get that. Seem like I think it. you're right. I think you're right. I also, I think you're right. I think they're, you're both right. 
Honestly, I think it is. I'm a. I'm putting. Uh, I'm putting little marks down for every time you tell me I'm right here. We're at like four in this podcast so far. I'm pretty sure we're at four. Fucking amazing life. Well, you know, amazing what a podcast can do in a little distance. Yeah. And some bourbon. I'm just. <laughs> you drinking bourbon? No, that's you. Or I don't know what you're drinking. No, I'm not that manly, but, dude. I'm drinking rum. Oh, uh, okay. Dang, man. I should have just called Sarah if I wanted to speak to the female polo. <laughs> I should have just called Sarah if I wanted to speak to the female polo, is the remark I just got about drinking rum, man. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, so what other well, so what other arguments are there behind that, like, uh, if... You know, if someone close to you died, you'd be thinking differently. Argument? Are there any besides that one? You mean? Yeah, like are there like any other, a, to, are there arguments to justify what's being done right now. Um, yeah. Dude, silence is really good in podcasts. You know, the the mortality rate issue is still one that needs to be addressed well. It's been attempted, but not well. What What is the, uh, like, how much higher is the mortality rate based on the numbers that you've seen? Like, sh- spitballing. Uh, Enough for you to bring it up. You, you, should, you should at least be able to spitball if you've brought it up a few times. Yeah. Um, so, like, just in New York City, um, let's see here. New York City... It went from in it went from like an average of about five thousand to ninety. I'm sorry, yeah, five thousand to ninety eight hundred. So it almost yeah. doubled. The death rate almost yeah. doubled. Um, Where did it? And it it doubled in certain places with certain people, or. I mean, are there, is there a certain demographic of people that it jumped? You know, so I've that's heard a lot thing. of different things, and I don't know. What yeah, to do. yeah. I mean, inevitably, there's a certain demographic that jumped it, but ultimately, mortality is mortality can be looked at generally because it's still there's still human lives. So when we talk about all cause mortality, it can be looked at it very generally. So you could you could start, you know. You could start um, extracting different arguments based on demographics and, and, and make really good arguments. For example, what they're doing in Sweden is they're protecting the elderly and those who are vulnerable and say those who are the ones who have actually increased in, in mortality and, and justify easily what Sweden is doing versus what the United States or other countries are doing. And I would have to. Yeah. I would have to agree. I would have to agree, and I do agree. I absolutely agree. But well, so here's. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so so here's a scenario that's gone on, and I, I, I'm pretty sure about this, unless I got way too high a few weeks ago and totally forgot this. But um, here in Salisbury, North Carolina, where my stepdad is the head hospitalist, um, home of the, the big scare State. was. It might be. It might be. That'd be good for me. Um, the, big he, the, the, big, 
the big scare and the big worry, which I think translates it to New York City a little bit, was the nursing home situation. And yeah. the big concern at first, like I, I remember coming up here and he was on constant conference call after conference call where um, like what was going on was uh, somebody with a virus would come come to the hospital or they, you know, they would get tested. And then because this whole let's not overflow the medical system, the hospitals, all that stuff, that that, that situation, they they were putting these sick people back in the nursing home. And thus, you know, the staff was coming in contact. Other people were coming in contact. Before they knew it, there was, I mean, I, I may be wrong on this, but there was like, a ton of people i'm not even going to say what number i thought but there's a ton of people who had it in this you know one or two nursing homes and everybody who were the higher ups in that particular corporation that ran this sort of generic nursing home system they were just passing the buck to everybody else and um i i guess what what got me on that was what i was thinking was like before i mean i might get crucified once again by all two and a half listeners but um, the half uh, listener is. It's probably a damn liberal somewhere. Liberal uh, midget. <laughs> liberal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna ask for this to be published on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify, but now my dreams are done. <laughs> because you I said, said liberal the midget. midget. <laughs> oh God, man! Wow. Uh, over um okay so like the the thing was the thing i was the point i was gonna make there was um so like if you took so the say the flu was going through one of the nursing homes right Mm -hmm. and maybe a couple of the older people there got Mm -hmm. the flu and they had to go to the hospital they would have kept those people long enough to like help them maybe recover in a meaningful way before plopping them right back in the nursing home. Correct. Whereas with this, and so this is where I'm wondering, this is where I'm wondering if it translates to New York city, which I've heard it, it does where they are just tossing them back in. Cause apparently they didn't have the space. Right. You know, so and you so do, you don't have the space. how many, I mean, I get, what people do you do? Die. People die. That's what the answer is. When you don't have the space, people die. Yeah. Well, yeah, people die for sure, but I mean, I think you die at a much higher rate when you toss them back into vulnerable populations. Um, sure. So, yeah, I so mean, so where do you toss them back if you don't have a space? Into the ocean, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that would have ultimately saved lives. Yes, you're right. It's well, I very mean, insensitive, that... but it would have ultimately saved lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it's all about saving lives, right, yeah. you know. Nah, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, you know, I don't have the solution, but I don't think that the solution was throw them in a nursing home with all the other suffering people. Certainly, I, not. I don't know. Certainly not. You're correct. I would. I would. I would agree. Uh, the, so yeah, I mean, so in in the nursing home specifically situation. Like we can agree that that was obviously mishandled at the start, at the very least. Mm. Um, I don't know what's going on now, but it was it was mishandled massively. Um, you know, 
I don't know. There's there's a number of different situations where I could point out where it was mishandled, the the ventilators and how they were using them. Sure. All that all that stuff, you yeah. know. But obviously, you but know, that also is, that was you know, based the ventilator situation exactly, exactly. So, we you know, the ventilator but, situation was a reaction to most respiratory diseases up until now that, you know, ARDS was handled a certain way and when this symptomology comes comes shows up similar to ours there's no other way to react but similarly to the way you reacted to ours unfortunately that was the wrong reaction and do you think died. that do you think that if we hadn't been pumped with fear and panic that maybe uh you know some of the more top echelon minds in the medical community could have figured that shit out sooner you think that could have played into I mean, it at all such a, I mean such a I mean how do you answer that like, because like just here's like, a question the, the question the real question here is how I'm can you, how can you present a, a novel virus post Italy without fear I mean, I, I, honestly, well, I I'm mean, not a Fauci fan, you... but Fauci attempted to present this thing without fear initially. If you remember, he told yeah. us not to worry. Mm -hmm. Wuhan is saying it's not, or not Wuhan, Wu, the WHO is saying it's not transferable from person to person. You know, you don't need to wear a mask. People don't need to wear masks, just the healthcare providers. It was very calm in presentation. It wasn't a giant fear fest. It was Italy, and what happened well, in Italy well, him. was a was a was a was a scary thing to see as an out from an outsider's perspective. I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Italy is is being destroyed by this thing." and do you do you think though that everybody in the I, I I understand and agree that that Fauci was playing it pretty low key as far as the panic, but I don't think that any of that was being echoed by the media at all, even at the start. Like they were freaking out, pointing fingers, trying to blame everybody, telling everybody the end of the world is coming. You know, like potentially, but I don't know. He like, was, I, you know, I can. I don't personally know a lot of doctors or providers and P's, PAs who are like going to CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, CBS, ABC for their information regarding medicine. Right? They might go to those things if those things are are uh, have a live conference of actual experts speaking. But for the most part, they're not going to those things and being fed the fear-mongering that those – and maybe I'm wrong. There, there could be a lot of doctors in their – but I, as a person who doesn't go to those things, can only assume I'm not the only one who doesn't. So when I go and I, and I want to know inf information on coronavirus, I go and look at the, present, the presenter, right? Now, them being on CNN doesn't necessarily – you know absolutely disqualify them from being somebody to listen to but that's not why i go to you know i don't go to cnn for or you know i just i'm using cnn as a generalization as a term uh, de de denoting mainstream media in general 
not just CNN, but like I don't go to mainstream media for information on the virology and the pathophysiology of a novel virus, unless those those mm-hmm. the mainstream media is presenting live presentations from these people where I can actually benefit from watching. For example, I would go every day to the news for many weeks to watch Fauci present or discuss whatever he was going to discuss about it. But I didn't stay on there and keep watching what you know Anderson Cooper's take on it was. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. And I can't be yeah, the but only I'll, one. I mean, even so... Right. So, but even if, even if you don't and all like say a hundred percent of other uh, people with medical initials after their name don't either, they are still going to be interacting with the general public every day who are, who are, you know, listening to that stuff and who are bringing upon, you know, bringing fear and panic into their life, regardless of whether or not, you know, they actually went and watched the TV channel or not, you know, so like fear and panic and raised cortisol and stress levels are kind of hard to like, I mean, unless you got some sweet meditation going on, like everybody else's panic is going to affect you. I mean, I didn't buy it and everybody else's panic was affecting sure. me. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, but to, be able to, to how... be able to like quantify that, it's impossible for you know to answer your question. I don't know. Yeah, no. I what else? What I was saying. Do you, do you think that maybe uh, that that's why I phrased it that way? It wasn't like it wasn't like yes. give me a bunch yes, of I data. Do. I do think that it would um, be more chill if the initial reaction wasn't fear based. And that's the thing that even even as we get more yeah. information to help us as as practitioners understand that you know because the numbers the statistics the 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 math is on our side as far as this thing the more information i get the more i'm like oh okay this is good this is good but i do not see that represented in mainstream media now granted again i don't watch a ton of mainstream media but the things that i do get from from it the little that i do see very it 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 almost has zero representation of that hopeful message and, 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 and a ton of that fearful message. Yeah. Why do you think? Well, that is? I mean, I mean, that's where I guess we're, we're bouncing yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, that's just reality about that. ratings and, and, you know, you could argue that it's, it's, you know, some people can argue that it's for control. Some people can argue it's for ratings neither are, are good answers they both suck and they both could be partially true or both 100 percent true you know i, I don't I, you know uh, i'm not not that i'm you know i don't believe that they're turning the frogs gay okay but the, i do think not there's, on purpose right, there's been like an incredible amount of evidence in the past to um, support someone's decision to not trust the government. <laughs> like that's, I mean, if you want to argue that with anyone, that's fine, but you're a fucking idiot. If you don't, if you don't believe that the government has done enough nefarious shit 
to 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 demand skepticism then you are either absolutely ignorant of the shit that the government has done or you're a fucking idiot <laughs> like the, that's the two options i mean i <laughs> Uh, maybe there's a few other options in there, but those are definitely the vast majority of the two options that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to assume exist. Be- but that being said, yeah, um, you know, I have grown to have a certain level of distrust for the government. However, I also understand that the government, that's, that's a big term, and that there are really great parts of the government as well as some dark – historically problematic parts of the government and then i can live with that reality however as far as mainstream media over the last few years i have grown to have little faith in any good existing and if there is any good it is just uh drops in the ocean compared to the level of nefarious shit going on with the mainstream media so I don't really watch it anymore. Yeah. You know? I don't I don't focus on it at all. I get my information from from many many the tinfoil <laughs> hat podcast. You know, I I do listen to that podcast to be honest because it's extraordinarily entertaining. Um and because I am a smart enough person to sift through the shit, through the bullshit and to catch the bits of truth that may exist within the horseshit. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, uh, it's not only entertaining, like in the same way somebody might be entertained by reality TV, um, it's sometimes this mindless, you know, gobbledygook, but every once in a while there's this, yeah, there's chunks of, of things that, you know, you go, oh, wait a minute, hold on, let me look into that. And it turns out to be this incredible, you know, rabbit hole of, of, horse uh, like a horrible shit that the government has done but it's honest it's true you know it's it's real so i don't know i, I lost my train of thought to be honest but uh, um you did yeah <laughs> yeah uh i i would just uh just to go back to the italy thing yeah. real quick um early early on like what i heard about italy like from the jump was that uh, it it was an extremely old population with a ton of smokers who had a whole bunch of uh, recent Chinese uh, travelers into certain northern parts of Italy. Um, and I don't know how true any of that shit is, but that sort of explained Italy a little bit for me. Um, and then, you know, when I, when I started to hear about how mishandled the nursing homes and the, you know, just that sort of thing was going on here. Um, it, it made it that more, I guess, I guess what I'm saying was that I, uh, I came up with a, an idea of what was going on from the start. And I just only looked at things that backed that up. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So here's the no. thing. Like if you, yeah. if you take that I'm information at face value, Italy, elderly population of a shit ton of smokers. I mean, they're the second highest smoking population outside of China. So let's take a look at, or at least as far as elderly, the elderly, a lot of old people there smoke, just like in China, a lot of elderly people there smoke. So if you take those, those facts or those, those statements as, as, as truth, China or uh, Italy, shit ton of old people that smoke 
with a shit ton of Chinese visitors. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, all those things are also true in the United States. Maybe not to the at, at the level of concentration as Italy, but we have a shit ton of old people, a shit ton of smokers who are unhealthy, and a shit ton of Chinese people uh, visiting at all times, yeah. especially in, in such incredibly high populated metropolitan areas like New York City. So it's like, you know, that's that's scary. Yeah, we might not be as small of a we're not we. We might not be as small of a nation as Italy, so it might not feel as as hard hitting as maybe they did, but it's still going to be hard hitting. So it's like that that it's okay for that to cause a little fear. I think it's healthy for that to cause a little fear. Go, oh shit, you know, my mom is sixty five or whatever, and you know she used to smoke. She's on statins because she has high cholesterol. She is obese. And, you know, she's constantly having asthmatic flare-ups. Fuck, man. Like, yeah, maybe she should stay home. I get that fear. I totally understand it. And, you know, Italy didn't help. The, Italy doesn't help the argument, to, in my opinion. Like, I have yet... Does does Italy... Well, do they have... Uh, or is their mortality rate higher? Yes, per capita. But... And all, like, is it higher than normal? Oh, no, 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 not not like higher than here. I mean, like just then on, like, is it much higher on average per like the normal like years? Is? I, yeah, I was, is that a similar no sort idea. of situation? I've not looked up the, the mortality rate in Italy, yeah. but I I would bet mine. I would bet me neither. My paycheck, but yes, it is. You would bet it to me. How about I bet? How about I bet you my paycheck? And we'll just check it out because that seems like a great bet. Uh, for me. I mean, I'd win it. I wouldn't get anything, but I'd win it. <laughs> you, but if you didn't, I'd be yeah, winning I mean, big man, time. Not that big. <laughs> bigger big than nothing. Up. Yeah, it's bigger than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, also China, Italy is one of the worst healthcare systems in the world. I mean, not in the world, but in Europe, for sure. So that didn't help yeah. them at all. I mean, literally, like a really shitty healthcare system exists in, 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 in uh, how much of the yeah, how much I've I've heard this sort of I don't even know if it's an argument or but I've heard this point be made over and over lately about how. Um, as a general world society, um, we have become less and less comfortable with uh, what death is. And so, like, any death is something that we really panic over rather than sort of seeing it as the olden times did as a part of the natural cycle of things. Do you think that that is a fair sort of assessment as to some of the panic and some of the freak out that's gone on? Um, so I've heard that as well. And Do you I, I don't, here's why I think that the desensitization to death in the olden days was a result of the unfortunate reality that they experienced. And that now, that is not our reality. And that it is easy to make that sort of statement when it isn't your wife, your mother, 
your child who has died. And that if that was the case, that statement would never be made from the perspective of somebody who's lost someone they've loved so closely. Maybe back in the day, maybe back in the day so? it would be because people died a lot and people had to harden their hearts to the reality of that. But that does not make it right. That makes it an unfortunate side effect of reality. That doesn't make it a good thing. So I think. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that death is a good thing, but it's never not been a part of life. It's never not been a part of life, but it has certainly been a part of life at at a different rate than it is now. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that death is is a, is significantly less of a reality in our every day-to-day life now than it was a hundred years ago. And with that, what was was, was it, what was death like? Is death less of a reality now than it was back in the day? Whatever the day I'm even referring sure, to. Sure, yeah. Yeah, back in the day, you could have people would have, you know, 15 kids because five of them would die. That's just the reality. Yeah. You know, people died of, of things that don't kill us now. So, yeah. Yes, true. Back in the day, everyone died. <laughs> that in that way, it's not any different, but it is vastly different. To compare the age of mortality back then, the commonality of death at a at a at a younger age back then as to as today. Nowadays, back then you had a kid; they died of polio. You're you're back in the fields the next day because that's reality. Nowadays, you have a kid; they die of cancer. Fuck that, dude. That's not you're not going back out to the field because. Our hearts aren't as hard to the reality of death as they were back then. And that's, in my opinion, completely okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, and, and, you know, the, the, the argument of, of we have become essentially with the arg, with that argument that you're, that you're talking about sounds like uh, from an empathetic perspective is we're, it's like saying we're a bunch of soft bitches now who are like, Death is just this thing that really ruins us and we should just get used to it and realize that it's part of life. And I'm like, fuck that perspective, dude, because it's easy to say that until it's your kid that dies. Then if somebody dares come up to you and says some shit like that to you, then let's 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 see what happens to that person. You know, what I mean, because that's just an unrealistically yeah. insensitive take that can be. You know, I've never heard that argument say said by somebody who lost their child. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I haven't really considered it from that perspective that, uh, you know, that people aren't as accepting of the reality of death because they're soft bitches. Like, I I haven't personally thought of that, thought of it that way, Um, but I definitely have considered that, um, that the fear of death, uh, and and what that causes us to act like um maybe a real like maybe something that we approach differently now in a way that could possibly Certainly. be negative 
and it, it's hard for me to put my finger on exactly how. Well, I don't, I don't, I, 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 but, I think yes, I think like, it's I true. Mean, I think it's absolutely true. Death is something we nowadays are much more fearful of of back then. Now, if you want to get into why that is, we can get into why that is, or why I believe that is, and it's you know a lot more simple than than it is you know complex. It's the reality is that people don't have the belief system in an afterlife or in a god or in a religious they're not as religious as they are back back as they were back then and when you take away this hope yeah. of this post-mortem situation that could be good this is all you have so it's like fuck man we gotta guard safeguard this we can't just be having people die because this is all we have when back then there's a level of right. man you know what? This isn't all we have. So there is death, but we'll be together again type perspective. You know, maybe that, that plays, certainly that plays a role. And whether you want to argue whether that's the only role or the biggest chunk of the of, of the, the pie, that's that's great. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that, but I certainly know that it plays a role. Now, in my own perspective, I, you know, I, I do believe, I am a religious person who do, does believe in an afterlife, but I also am still scared of death. Why is that? Well, maybe it's because my family, who I love more than anything, I want to be with for a long time. You know what I mean? Now, you know, I have friends who have lost children who have been devastated, but they are, they, they ultimately are like, you know what, we will be together again. They, they feel that and they believe that with all their hearts, which helps them get through it. But it doesn't minimize the pain that, that comes from it. And so, you know, yeah. you know, it, it, it may be some high level of hyperbole when I say people who make that argument are saying that we're a bunch of soft bitches. But I don't think that it's that great of hyperbole. I think there Wait. is a pretty solid argument to be made that that's kind of what that statement says. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, I, I just I consider it from a from the perspective that maybe we act in a different way that isn't great because of our fear of death um, at times. But like I said, it's hard, hard for me to be specific and, you know, not go into a 400 hour conversation <laughs> on that um, particular part. But uh We'll have to definitely uh, have a conversation about religion sometime since we never... We'll have it on episode 666. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Liter- literally, <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, man. That man. might be done in hell. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Not if you get the mark of yeah. the beast. Not if you get that vaccine while you're hiding <laughs> under your bed. Um, oh, my fat ass isn't um, in my bed, dude. Well, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, I'm I'm not like running out of time here or anything, but I like to, um, I like to sure. have a little structure to my podcast. Since and um, at the end of it, what I would. My, my couple of practice runs and my first official uh, podcast that I did, I ask, um, do you have a story that is significantly embarrassing that has been in your life or just a most embarrassing moment um, or something really funny to uh, 
to have a giggle at like that 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 really makes you look <laughs> real stupid. You know, other than other than the last <laughs> ninety minutes that have made you look real stupid, I feel like I feel like we need an extra an extra little story, something that Dude, stands out in your life. Do you do you have a so most hard. embarrassing let me, moment? Let me say why this is hard and question to answer because like like you I don't give a shit. Right. You have no shame. <laughs> I have very little shame, dude. <laughs> I do not give a shit what people think. Like, okay, like, obviously, I care what people think to a certain extent, but, like, not to an extent where I'm, like, it leaves a mark on my on my life of embarrassment. Um, you know, so I will say I will say this. It okay, just, so, it so then. probably won't relate to a lot of people. That's the only problem. But – Right. When I was in the Marine Corps, um, and we were, I was out in, um, I believe it was Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. I want to, I want to say it was Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Pretty sure that's what it was. Um, I was out training uh, with my unit, and I was carrying. I was. My role as an infantryman at the time was security, so I was carrying the 249 saw. It's a, it's typically we would carry in just an M16, but when you place it, the, when you, what I, what I was carrying was a 249 saw, which is much more, um, same same round size, but it fires a much, much more rapidly, and just it's just a little slightly heavier artillery to carry as as, as a member of the platoon. With that weapon, you have to carry a spare barrel because it fires so rapidly that you can warp the barrel from the heat. And um, and so you carry both of them. It's called an air barrel. I carried my air barrel and the weapon. When you post up in a certain position, you know, that we, we had post up in a 360 formation, so we were all in the prone position, in a, essentially in a circle, all looking outward, right? So like, we have a full circle of security to fire if there's any enemy combatants coming. And so my weapon has a tripod. I put it on a tripod. I set my A barrel on a tree that's right next to me. And I'm sitting here and I'm just like, to be honest, like fucking work. I can't believe I'm actually verbalizing this, but I started to doze off. I'm so fucking tired. I'm sitting there and I started to doze off. Now, that's actually not the embarrassing part, but that is rather embarrassing. If there's any Marines listening, I, I, I apologize. I'm forever sorry for that. But when it was time to move positions, I got up and I left my A barrel sitting in that tree. Now, we're out in the middle of a giant forest. Like, just, if I move a mile to try to remember the tree that I was at, you know, a mile ago where that barrel is, is, is very, it's very difficult. That being said, when something like that happens, when a weapon is law, it's misplaced, even if it's just an a barrel, the entire like area has to be shut down until it's found because this is government issued weapon. <laughs> so, you know, the higher ups have to be, told and nobody can leave the base nobody nobody can go about their normal business in and out of the base until this shit's found so that that's a pretty massive fuck up 
um, for just some, I was like an E3 or something <laughs> crazy, like a really low rank yeah, Marine at the time. So anyways, uh, long story short, uh, we were in formation to leave. We had gotten information to leave that area and the Marine next to me was like, yo, where's your air barrel? And I was like, holy fuck. I literally left, just left formation, which is just something you don't do and ran off into the woods <laughs> as, as if I was going to somehow magically <laughs> find this fucking tree where this, this, this a barrel was now my sergeant ran after me and was like, what the fuck's going on? You know, what, you know, fortunately, there was other better Marines than I who were like, yo, this is where we were on that time. Whatever. We actually found it pretty easily. Nevertheless, when we went back to the barracks, I got my ass fucking beat by my my, my sergeant. And uh, yeah. that was a very embarrassing moment because of all the, you know, at that time, I definitely cared what the other Marines around me thought. <laughs> so nowadays, I'm like, fuck them. I can care less. But I certainly cared at the time. And that was a very scary, scary moment. Campbell June is not no little tiny uh, situation. It's it's a it's a big operation. So to, to feel like you might be responsible for shutting down such a massive um, base like Campbell June. I mean, you, I... I fucking probably killed myself after that. That's how embarrassing that would have been. So, but it was. Is that is that when no, you decided to be no, a nurse was... practitioner? No, no. <laughs> I I decided to still be a marine like a dumbass. Well, but I was no, in three nice. years. How long I got out a little bit early on a medical condition that I won't go into because that's just a fucking long story. But yeah. No, I got a hysterectomy. Got, got my got my uterus removed. Ah, cool, man. That's at least you didn't. They uh, weren't letting. They weren't yeah, letting transition. Whatever. They weren't letting me transition, <laughs> so I just left. Dang, man, you should join now. Oh, I'm too fat to do it now. I'll pay for that shit. Yeah, that is true. You are really I'm, fat. I'm, I'm as more uh, especially yeah, this yeah, lockdown diet. COVID fifteen for sure. Jeez. Disappointing, man. Still rolling. Still whooping that ass. Well, although I did get put to sleep the other day. Yeah, yeah. I was about to. I was about to embarrass you there. I'm not embarrassed by that at all. That man. I woke up. I woke up with a boner. Whatever. Two inches. I wasn't embarrassed at all. I'm embarrassed for you. So. I, I should be I, embarrassed uh, about the size I of the feel bonus, shame but I'm not as your friend. <laughs> My God, <laughs> wonderful! Well, yeah. dude, it has been Man, real. Anytime. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, hopefully, you. Uh, well, don't say that after uh, after I get rejected by all these other hey, people. Man, I might be back. I'm, I'm back here for you. Up soon. <laughs> 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 no, I got a couple of good ones lined up. So uh, you need to put be, your step in on But yeah, anyway, appreciate. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, definitely, he he said that he's a little too country for people, but oh, I don't man. think he he knows what he's talking about there. But, but yeah, no, I'll definitely get him on. So anyway, but yeah, yeah 
Thank you. Appreciate you, dude. Shout out Thank family you. for me. Give them a good. big old hug and Thanks, a kiss. Man. Have a good one. Okay. Yeah, man, you too, especially little Joe Joe. Toss her up in the air 